What that sound means, everybody, is that it's time for the Great Debates program to begin it's time to debate. anew. Sorry. <laughs> We're, we've been doing a lot of debating today in preparation for this episode, and so I, I don't think there's anything to say but to, that we should get right into it with this micro-debate in which Dave King is going to take the pro. I'm ready. Uncharacteristically. Yeah. I've got four minutes on the clock. And the topic up for debate is yeah. you can't have your cake and eat it too is in the bottom 10% of all sayings. This expression is so dumb and awful. You can't have your cake and eat it too. What is that? I, it took me years to even really get my head around what that means. You can't have it? Meaning what? You can't... You can't have your cake sounds like it means you can't eat your cake. Here, have your cake. No, you can't have it and eat it. It's confusing right off the bat. It doesn't make any sense to me that having your cake and eating your cake are two different things. What's the purpose of cake? It's eating it. It's not. So what is it? What? It, let's parse it. Have your cake means to like sit there and admire your cake. Take a picture with your cake. Keep your cake. It really should be you can't keep your cake and eat it too but the truth is you can have your cake you can like you it's now you just take a picture with your cake there's proof that your cake existed what it, what benefit is there to holding on to your cake other than eating it and what is the then what is the larger moral we're supposed to be learning here you can't enjoy something but also what hold on to it you can't I don't understand how it applies to anything beyond cake. And even then, it doesn't really make sense to me. It's clunky. It's awful. Healy, defend this monstrosity. Okay, this has been one of the great... Sometimes Dave makes my argument for me with his case. Oh, Healy, what were you saying? Sorry. Sometimes Dave makes my argument for me with his argument. This saying gets in your head. You have to work on it like a Zen koan. Oh it's like God. a problem. You That's why that we're clunky. talking about it. Dude, the clunkiness is part of its power. Some sayings are elegant. Some sayings are confusing. Some sayings make you ponder, think about the very meaning of words and having something, eating it, consuming. When have I had the cake? When that will I eat not it? The, the designers of this saying had in absolutely mind. It, it was is. never meant to absolutely. be a riddle that you carefully it unpack. It with you, buddy. This is a saying that get, you hear the saying and you do not forget it. This is absolutely in the top 10% of sayings, let alone You're the bottom out 10%. Out of your mind. Th think, okay. I what asked, does it mean? Stop. I asked my... You what ever, the fuck does it stop mean? Stop for a second. Everybody knows exactly what it means. It means you can't have something and consume it. You can't both keep it for later and eat it. When does that don't apply act, to anything don't act other like a than child. cake? You sound like Basically, a six to eight year old, a clever six to eight year old, parses well, this. Well, it's interesting stop, you say stop, that because I think parses this saying. A good saying is understandable to an eight year old, and this is an example. That's why it's no, no, a bad no, 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 no. saying. A good saying gets an eight year old's attention, and this saying absolutely does. They, they, the no. first time an eight year old hears this saying, they think about it for a long. They never forget it. They go, "This what do is you a mean, memorable saying." Cake if I'm not eating. It. I asked my listener to think why about. Why can I? If I listener, eat it, I'm having. Dave, it. stop. What We've are you heard talking enough from about? you today, listener? Ask yourself sayings. What is the category of sayings? What's going to be in the bottom 10%? A stitch in time saves nine. 
That is, you can't argue that's not a saying. That yeah. has to be in the category of sayings. That's a bottom 10% saying. That doesn't mean anything. No one ever says it. I, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It has come up in your life this past year. That doesn't it's mean that definitely it's definitely the top 10% of sayings. Terrible things come up in my life all the time. No, no, no. no sayings, no. words, a saying all kinds that comes of things. Up over and over it's again. It's fulfilling its purpose. That is a meaningful, useful, applicable, common, valuable saying. If it comes up over and over again and makes you think and makes you wonder about the meaning of reality, what does have, have, where, do, where are the limits of having eating? What does that all mean? What? Sticks in your craw. That's a powerful the, saying, Dave. The, 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 I'm the sorry, but this is one of the most, your argument the is saying just more evidence for the stickiness and the power of the saying. The saying is not supposed to illustrate to you the difference between having something and eating it. It's not supposed to be some kind of riddle. It sucks. Okay, a good saying is absolutely supposed to have a stickiness that often comes from being Ugh, really. You don't really think this is a good saying. I never do have you? won a debate more than I did this one. Really? I think. Medina. Oh, God. Help us out. Dave Get us out of here. A, Here's a, what I can't figure out. When yeah. Healy throws that, is that a Hail Mary when he goes, I've never won a debate more? Yes. That is, yes. right? Yes. He's trying I'm like, not supposed he's to pay attention to that. that. Uh, d- disagree. I think you you composed this topic. Well, little little peek behind the curtain. You came up with this topic, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you came up with it because you're mad about the saying. Okay, fine. I wasn't but mad about there's it. No, you did not find any argument that this isn't in the top 90% of sayings. This is not a bottom shelf saying. That's a re- it's in the reject bit of saying. <laughs> Why do you say keep saying it? <laughs> Healy, give me an example of something other than give me like a real life situation where the response to that is goes like, well, you know what they say? You can't have your cake and eat it too. That's like you, other than having cake. Your kid says, I want to go to the ski trip, but I also want to go to Margie's party. Well, can't have your cake and eat it too. No, you said that you said specifically <laughs> that this was about not being able to consume something and also keep That's it. That's the versatility of the elastic. Plasticity of the saying. What you're Ooh, saying, the, the, I don't know. No, what you're heard enough from us. Let's hear the saying that I would argue that the example you gave is more like, well, you can't be in two places at once. Medina, talk us through where your life at is full of difficult choices. An, okay. more or less impartial observer. I think um, so. Uh, you're uh, here are some things right that now. Dave Good. said that rang true for me, which is that it took yeah. me a long time to figure out what this saying meant. Yes, that's. that's Okay, Val- hold, hold on, yeah. hang it's on. It's not Ulysses. Hey, hey. It's a bad phrase. What does having your cake mean? I assumed it was uh, of another time when we wanted to have our cakes. Enduring. But it usually is misapplied to exactly either being in in yes. two places at the same time or yes. whatever. The, con- the sort of like the there's no misapplying. It's versatile. Versatile. You misapplied it. It's One versatile. It's versatile. It can be used in different situations because it's That's the same not a weakness. Of the it's same. always it's used usually to help you make a choice between two disparate uh, right kind of situations or whatever and. In the saying, we're talking about the same case. That's exactly right, Medina. God damn it, I wish I had made this point. Well, you You're didn't, exa- bud. Well, we did in overtime when you, you misapplied <laughs> it to a thing about trying to be in two places at once. So, again, we've talked about this in recent <sighs> weeks. It's hard to separate your own feelings about the topic with the debaters. I will say that I really enjoyed Dave's opening statement. I thought it was very funny and compelling. But Steve, you also made some decent arguments. I don't. I wouldn't agree that you won this debate more than any other debate that you've ever won, because you've won a lot of great debates. But I don't know. I'm sort of on the fence on this one. I do think it's a bad saying, personally. I don't know if Dave 
convinced me of that or if he just was preaching to the choir. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. You can't okay. have your cake. I think and eat fairly it too. assessed. But but I mean, think of what's in the bottom ten percent of sayings. A stitch in time. That was a a very good part it's of your argument. It's a decent example, yeah. but it also like unlike you can't have your cake and eat it too, and you really like work through it. You discover I mean, football what football is a and, game of inches. That's a saying. That's in the uh -huh. bottom ten percent. I would say maybe not even. That might even be the middle fifty percent. Well, unlike you can't have, have your cake, cake and eat it too. Eat it too. It's it's it actually like means something and applies to real life situations. We use it over and over again. Wait, football is a game of inches. Is a bad thing? It's yeah, a why? saying. It's not in the bottom ten percent. I guess my uh, my thinking is as long as a saying is neither confusing nor like non applicable to real life situations, then it belongs in the top ninety percent. I would love to see a list of all the sayings. Oh, what a list! That would be great. So rank, rank them all. Them. Rank them that all. That could be a fun. I'd afternoon. love to just debate them. I'd love to take them all as resolved and Should, to have you guys uh, debate them. We I need a podcast just about sayings. sayings oh, sayings! The bird in the hand that is would worth be two in the bush. That's a good one. We could be huge with that. Uh, okay, we're into right. host chat, I think. Yeah, God, that was Speaking fun. I had a good time, though. Did you oh, guys enjoy that? I, I love it. I love it, and it's all in good fun, yeah. and we yeah. got smiles on our faces, yeah. and ultimately, who really cares whether it's a good scene or not? <laughs> all right, Healy. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun in the past. Yeah. We like to talk about presidents, presidential history yeah. on the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had a thing called the presidential challenge yeah. on the show mm -hmm. that you challenged me yep. to mm -hmm. respond. Then uh -oh. we had presidential impressions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we had tough presidential we had impressions. tough presidential impressions, which was really difficult. I want to put it back on you a little bit. Oh, boy. You this don't have to great. do any impressions. Oh, in the hot seat. But... The reason this came up, and I'm, part of me wants to test the waters on this. A while cool. ago, you mentioned that the state of, we were in the, you and I were in the state of Utah. Yep. We went on a ski trip there. Yep. I didn't ski. You mm -hmm. did. I had a great time, though. Mm -hmm. I had a great time, too. You mentioned a while ago that Utah has one of the lowest barriers of entry to get on the presidential ballot there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, Something like a thousand signatures. And you and I have talked about, wouldn't it be funny if we both ran for president in the state of Utah and had a contest to see who could get more Correct. votes? Yeah. I did a little research on this, by the way. Okay. Incidentally, the state of Tennessee oh. <laughs> has, I think, the smallest number of yes. signatures required. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 250. You're on the ballot. Everybody should be on the ballot. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. So, if, by the way, if you're a high school civics or government teacher yeah. in Tennessee, oh, come on. Get your ass on the ballot. <laughs> get everyone in your class ballot. on the ballot if they can. You know, I saw some kids are running for uh, governor in Kansas. Yes. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is sort of inspired by that. Uh -huh. I want. Do you see though that a dog was a, a dog was not allowed to run <laughs> in Kansas? Airbud rule invoked. <laughs> okay, here's this is sort of a play on that. Okay, uh, you're Steve Healy. You're you. Okay, and you're running for president. Okay, I'm gonna put you at the scene in different states. Okay, you're at a rally okay. in a, at a city in a state. Okay, what I'm looking for from you is like the one sort of hometown line yep. at the end of the speech. Yep. Do you see what, do you see what I'm going you, for? Yeah. I'm wondering, like, am I running seriously? Do I have a shot at winning? Is this a stunt? What are we, you where are, are we at? You are a huge underdog. I'm a huge underdog, but I am a legit candidate. You're a legit okay. candidate. I'm like a congressman or something. You're like a Kucinich or something. Okay, yeah. Okay? Great. Okay. All right, so here, so, and it's like, 
you're, uh, we're not looking for policy or anything. Okay. And I'm is just, there like a right answer no. to be thought of? Okay. There's definitely Gosh. not a right answer. I just want you to have a good time. Okay. okay so I'm ready? doing a rally. You're at a rally, and it's time to wind it up. Okay. And said, give, just send the crowd home yes. happy. You okay. ready? Yep. Okay. Your first city, your first rally, mm-hmm. Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> what do you say? Listen, my opponent, he goes left and right like he's at a luau doing the hula, but I represent the future, so let's surf into the future here, Honolulu. Perfect. That's what okay. I'm, That's Thank exactly you. what I'm looking right. for. Okay. Can I tell you something, yeah. really? I didn't know what I was looking for okay. until you did. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very this good. is fun. I this really is... felt like I was in a rally. <laughs> Me too. Okay, yeah. I felt the warm breeze yeah. coming off Diamond Head. Uh-huh. My God, it was great. Okay, ready? Yes. Rally number two. Okay. It's a cold day up in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, Burlington, Vermont. Okay. Send us home. This is the Green Mountain State. It's a state of independence, and our voices are going to be heard from these mountains down into the valleys. <laughs> when we say to Washington, we're coming from Vermont and we're making a change. <laughs> I think this guy can win. win. Yeah. Can I'm win. loving okay, this. Yeah. really win. Yeah, he's he's doing very good. Okay, All right. tricky okay. one. Yeah. Very natural. Swing state here. Yeah, okay. very natural, yes. right, Medina? Yes. Okay, swing state. Okay. Really important. Oh, boy. Big college town. Okay. Healy, sending him home happy at Gainesville, Florida. Oh, Ooh. wait. Is this the Seminoles? Or is it no, <laughs> I, think this is, uh, <laughs> I think this is University of Florida. Okay, so that's, they're the Gators, right? Yeah, they're the, the Gators. Gators. Yeah. Listen, we are coming here from Gain- I'm in Gainesville. You're in Gainesville. From the college town to the company town in Washington, that gator mouth is coming for government waste. It's coming for inefficiency. And we're going to jump it right open. Send me down there to Washington. I will take a bite out of the place. God damn, Healy. I will take okay. a bite take out of the place. Healy, you got to quit your job and this just very run for good. office. Very, My very job good. writing political quips. Yeah, I think so. Okay. We're getting near the end. We got two okay. more. How's oh my this? god! Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you want more? No, I got more. Two is a lot. All it is for me is just <laughs> okay, naming yeah, cities. You're talking. batting a thousand. You're batting a thousand. <laughs> okay, let's, two more. Yeah. Healy, get psyched. Okay. Because you and I are headed home. Yeah. We're at an outdoor rally in Memorial Field. We're at Needham, Massachusetts. Yes. You know what to do. This campaign is taking off like a rocket, baby. And we're going all the way to the top from Needham, Massachusetts, one of the birthplaces of liberty. We sent Minutemen to Lexington to Concord. And now we're going to send me down there to Washington. That's right. <laughs> oh, thank Healy, you. you got okay, it. Cool. Okay. Your last one's yep. a bit of a curveball. Okay. Yeah. Your advisors didn't realize that they don't get any electoral votes, oh. but they still sent you for some reason to the territory <laughs> of Guam. I am in now, Guam. Wait, now, I will give you a little helper mm-hmm. here if you want it, but I don't think you're going to need it. Uh-huh. I just thought you should know, as I was doing my research, that apparently the nickname of Guam is Where America's Day Begins. I was going to go <laughs> that Damn way. The <laughs> new day is dawning. This is where the new day begins it starts right here in guam <laughs> all right, <sighs> all right. Uh, healy fucking i aced it i think that was one of the most successful performances we've ever Absolutely. had wow. in a great healy, debate great okay, cool. really you crushed happy. it man. i mean i'm, I'm crushed I'm feeling a little bit like i took the wrong career path or something I'm yeah like, that's what i said <laughs> okay well the energy there it's not was too really, late I mean, I mean i guess my job is writing political that's comedy true. <laughs> so that's true. Okay, you write for veep you're okay. pretty close to where you're you should in the be. milieu yeah you kind of Oh man, I feel energized. That was, that was fun. Yeah, wow. Okay. I could feel like people in Guam getting oh, excited. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God, it must be such a rush to run for president. There's a reason people do it. There's a reason people do it. Yeah. 
Do you think it's worth it to run and lose? Like, is the adrenaline fun of winning and then losing, or would you rather have never run at all? I think it's worth it. Yeah. Probably also. It's only the one bad night when you lose. It's just the hmm. last night is really. So. I mean, unless this, you're in, really losing the whole time. An interesting study on like the happiness of losers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like the happiness they, of losers. That could be your TED talk. <laughs> Dave is a loser happiness expert. <laughs> okay. What Bridesmaids. Silver medalists. Oh, runners this is up. great. I'm Dave King. Yeah, Today we're going to talk good. about the happiness of losers. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Okay. okay. Could be a new game. TED talk title. And then you just have to. Oh, it's great. Okay. Sorry. okay. I've got another topic that we should debate okay. before we have to yep. get out of here, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, and this one Healy's going to take to pro. Finally. Okay. Okay. Back to my natural habitat. Uh, I got no timer. This is the great debate for the program. <gasps> wow. Um, and here you go. When the Healy taking the pro, when the waiter or waitress asks how everything is, you should answer honestly. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. The waiter or the waitress comes over to your table, has everything going. Give them an honest answer. Do not tell a lie. My argument is going to boil down to do not tell a lie. In no circumstance is it helpful to lie. If you start telling lies, you create a life of dishonesty for yourself and others. You will live in a prison where you are suspicious of others telling you lies. You've created a a world of lie and deceit for yourself to live in. When you answer every question honestly, you create a world of trust and honesty for yourself to live in. So even the seemingly kabuki theater question of... uh, How's everything going? Asked by a waiter or waitress. You should answer that one honestly. Now, there's a range of honesty. You don't have to give her the whole spiel, him or her, but you should give an answer that is honest. My opinion about this was informed, I should add, by a conversation with a waitress who is talking about how absolutely frustrating it is to come over to a table at the end of the night and they're talking to the manager or something. It was like, hey, I asked you guys, how's everything going? You didn't say anything. Now you're going to create a problem or you leave me a small tip because you got some beef. There was an opportunity there for you to express feedback. I presented it to you in good faith. You didn't take it. That's on you. Okay. Well, I don't think that you should not tell them if there's an issue and then complain about it to someone else later. That's a separate issue. But if the waitress asks you, how is everything? First of all, like, she's not confining it to the food. So, like, are you supposed to actually be honest and be like, uh, it's okay. Like, I'm having a bit of a rough day, but the food is okay. And, like, I, I understand that's not the spirit of the question. Do, do you mind if I pause you there? You, to just dis- We discuss that yeah. exact scenario. Yeah. Look, if I'm a waiter or waitress, my job is fairly tedious. I come over to a table. Somebody says that. They open a moment of realness to me. But you don't have time now, look, to okay, talk to this person. You've got to get to so many different tables. I'm fast. I work fast. But I have just had a real human. Hey, maybe I can. Oh, that's that's great. Maybe I send over a little bit of dessert. I don't do want you to send over dessert. I don't want to talk to a waitress about my actual day. Okay. Or a waiter. Well, you didn't have Any. to get that. I, I think you're doing a typical thing of like confusing honesty with being I understand it's open. the so-called invention of lying problem, which is that just because <laughs> you have to tell the truth doesn't mean you have to tell say everything. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm but not if swearing she says, you to an oath here. But if she says, how is everything, and I'm having a bad day, and I even just go, not great. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. You're having a bad day? That's tough. I, yeah, I have bad I don't too. want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, th- I'd Off rather I just say had a nice, everything's fine. We've had a little exchange. We didn't. Cost any it time. was weird and sucked. It was awkward. Now we're both like looking at each other weirdly. Here's the other thing. Like, 
they you're not you're making her job easier by not being honest. You're doing them a kindness. I see, if that's you the have thing. a I think problem, sometimes you, if are. you Here's the thing. Most issues at a restaurant fall into a very specific category, and that is the following. They are there's an issue with the food or the service or the cutlery or anything okay. that is enough to be on your mind and to bother you, but not large enough to ask you to send something back or to create a fuss about. So, I, for example, like if, if you order your steak medium rare and they bring it to you well done, absolutely. How is everything? I got to tell you, not great. You know, I asked for this medium rare, blah, blah, blah. Can you bring? Absolutely. Speak up. Yeah. But if you ask for it medium rare and it's just a little more marbly than you expected what do you what's the okay. point of speaking up and saying like ah, do you mind if we pause there and examine yeah. that moment okay let's examine now that. i'm the waitress there's nothing i can do about it let's say let's say i run through my cycle of options i can tell that you don't want to be bothered with steak's just a little marbly that's feedback i take that feedback to the kitchen hey guys Guy mentioned that the steak's a little marbly. Something to think about. Oh, maybe we need to talk to our supplier. Maybe we need to improve something the, in the kitchen. I mean, like these the, are all at a, tiny maybe in a high end steakhouse, but like maybe at the pl- maybe the restaurant is two percent not going to happen. Your honesty has point one percent improved the restaurant for the next customer. For I don't you, think could, it will. Could be you. I, I, yeah, but again, like maybe You've if you're eating at Wolfgang's, but not if you're like eating at Dupar's. They're not going to go like, guys. Mar- I got. A customer at Table 19 said the steak was a little marbly. Yeah, it's fu- what the fuck do they expect? It is a little marbly. Okay, that's my... Put, like Again, consider all of the hundreds of other things that you would put into the category of like, yeah, they're not great, but also, oh, I thought the, you know, orange juice isn't fresh squeezed. I didn't think it would be, but I was hoping it would be. Uh, now I wish I hadn't ordered it. But it's not your fault. I get that. I'll take what? it off the bill. I mean... No, I don't want you to take it off the bill. I okay. paid for it. I, All right, I get it. No problem. We've had a nice little exchange. But the, you're playing the role of like an exceptionally diplomatic waiter or waitress. And the truth is that like most waiters or waitresses, there's like a – the relationship has a somewhat uncomfortable okay, walk, walk situation. Walk through the nightmare scenario where – okay, well – No, you know, I don't just... think it's a nightmare scenario, but I think the realistic scenario is that like if you complain to a waiter or waitress in any way or tell the truth – in most ways, uh-huh. that now they're walking around with like, eh, I'm carrying their burden. Are they going to tip me less? Do they expect me to bring them a free hey, steak ca- just because the like- job is carrying your burden, literally your food back and forth? Like, why shouldn't it, the job include carrying your emotional burden that you're a little frustrated about your orange juice? Because of kindness. Because it's better to be kind to someone and to not ask them. To I'm like- not encouraging anyone to be unkind. We're just, you know, your honesty should always be coupled with kindness. But you could be like, look, I know this isn't your responsibility, but I am a little disappointed in my orange juice. I just, what good is that going to do? Like, that's just, like, the restaurant's not going to change their orange. Yeah, okay, you don't look, fresh squeeze it. I'm sorry, man. You're like, coming from the perspective of defeat and hopelessness. Well, you're typical. coming from a perspective, like, every restaurant is, like, going for, you know, three Michelin no, 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 star look, service. Where Let's say like, nine, nine times out of ten, you say, look, the, the orange juice was dissatisfying to me. Okay, nine times out of ten, I do nothing about it. I don't want to say anything about it. I'm a freaking waitress. I give a shit this is my part-time job but you know maybe the 10th time i make a little improvement and isn't that how the world gets better dave that's uh, my closing statement yeah my closing statement is if like nine times out of ten something is a slight annoyance then no it's not how the world gets better I think you're it's offering, how people get more annoyed you're, you're, offering, ah, you're, ah, offering, you're ah, offering from a place, ah, of, from a place ah, of fear <laughs> place of fear most people are Whoo! <sighs> <Dance>. talk <clears throat> I do. I hate 
being honest with the waitress. The other day I was at the or 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 you, you get this question at the end of the at the when you check out at the register of like a hardware store for instance. I go to mm-hmm. a lot of hardware stores these days. Yeah. And they say, "Did you find everything okay today?" The other day I someone asked me this and I said, "Well, no, not really." Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the person like had a like a brain freeze as if they there was they right. didn't mm-hmm. compute. Right. Like mm-hmm. no one wants you to say anything That's but yes. Right. That being said, I think Healy made the better case. I also kind of agree. Wow, okay, cool. But I mean, I would have liked to have won. I think I made a good case. You did. You did. Yeah. I mean, I had Sam Harris's voice in the back of my head. The right. Whole time. Oh. I knew you this never would lie. be a nice you little lie. Yeah. tough one for you. Yeah. Do you think yeah. Sam Harris, what, are they, what does he say when they... Oh, he says you should never lie. There's no circumstance under which you shouldn't tell Okay, so truth. Sam Harris is at Dupar's yeah. and they're like, how was your meal? Yeah. But does he say it was bad? I didn't like it. I don't know, that, I don't know what he would say. It sounds but like he, a pill to go to dinner with. I would love to go to dinner with Sam Harris. Sure. But come on, man. Oh, Pills to go to dinner with. Yeah, make a fuss about his fries were undercooked. He, I don't just know that said that there's a way to tell the truth and not be unkind <laughs> about it. And now you're blaming Sam Harris for being a pill? <laughs> What's your deal? I love you, bud. <sighs> God, you know, I have so much fun doing these debates, guys. It's a fun time for us. Really and hopefully is. we're sharing that with the listeners. Yeah. I don't know. And if you live in Utah or Tennessee and you're interested in helping us get the on the campaign manager, I think it's a good idea. I'd please like let us happen. know. Memphis, Provo, Knoxville, talk to us, <laughs> Salt Lake City, Ogden, yeah. where are you at? St. George. St. George. Guys, hit us up on Twitter, GreatDebate69, or emails for GreatDebate69 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you anytime about any topic. On that note, we're going to take it out of here, and we'll see you next week on The Great Debates. The Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan McGee.